Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. Each week we spotlight members of the WordPress community, I'm your host, Doc Pop, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine and my contributions over on torquemag.io. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. You can also download the episodes directly from WMR.fm. Now, on each episode of Press This, we pick a WordPress topic, but each month we like to do a word around the campfire where we pretend we're cuddled around a campfire sharing our favorite WordPress stories. And joining us this week is Sam Brockway, a community manager for developer relations at WP Engine, and Mike Davey, the senior editor of Delicious Brain. Sam, let's start with you. How has your last month been since we chatted last month? Been awesome. I feel like I've just felt a lot of excitement about new things coming to WordPress, and I've been exploring a lot of stuff and sharing those things on Twitter. So I'm feeling really excited to to talk through things. Plus, with you know the anniversary of WordPress, and I know we're going to talk about that. Feeling a lot of excitement and buzz around WordPress these days. That's right, WordPress 20. We're definitely going to talk about that after the first break here. Mike, how have you been since our last episode? I know you didn't want to go too deep into it. You did an AI project last time, though, and I just want to make sure you survived. No terrible accidents, no beginning of Armageddon or Terminator movies. Nope. It's uh, it's still very cheerfully, consistently, confidently wrong a lot of the time. You know, contradicts itself quite frequently, but part of it is just learning how to use it. And I would have to say, actually, the results I've gotten in the last couple of weeks have steadily improved as I've learned to use, use it as a tool. Before the show began, we started talking about this next topic, and I said, wait, we need to stop. We need to talk about this on the show. So we're going to talk this one out because it's still kind of happening. But 6.2.1 was a security release that came out, I believe, like May 16th or 17th. Basically, an issue was found by William Glady, who's a WP Engine contributor, found this issue that affected all WordPress sites that used shortcode in full site editing. So the, the shortcode block in full site editing. And 6.2.1 was a quick fix to remove it because it was a considered a security risk. And what they did was they disabled the block. Just if you had short codes running in full site editing, not all short code, but if you were using the short code block, then it just wasn't going to work if you had this update. And then about five days later, I believe, 6.2.2 came out and patched that security issue as well as restored short codes. And a lot to talk about with this because on one hand, we have a security fix possibly going out and doing the thing that we're supposed to do, making sure that WordPress is secure. On another, we had a lot of users who had their sites broken. And Sam, you you said that on Twitter, you saw some people like this. What was some of the feedback you were seeing about this 6.2.1 release? Yeah, I shared the news on Twitter and received so many comments and people kind of being like, I didn't even understand what was going on. Everything was broken. The shortcodes just aren't working and I just couldn't understand. And I think like the feedback was a kind of across the board 
frustration, not so much appreciation for the security fix, which I can understand. It sounds like it was a lot of my clients are wondering why this is like this. This is making me feel nervous about using block themes because that was the big thing was that short codes Mm -hmm. weren't working in block themes specifically, which raises some hesitancy, right? I know there's already so much hesitancy people have towards using modern WordPress features in general. And so knowing that something is just kind of pushed out that makes sites it just looks bad, right? If you have something in the footer, let's say, and it was a short code that displayed an Instagram feed or something, now all of a sudden mm-hmm. we have a little short code Instagram feed. It just it's not a good look from a from an optics perspective, but also there's the security implications. So it's a big trade-off. And I think that the community was kind of grappling with it and not feeling like they had the information that they needed before auto updates happened. And Mike, you too were saying that this seemed like it was maybe handled weird. What was some of the questions you had about the 621 release? Well, I mean, it, it often seems that until we tell people how to rob a bank, maybe nobody knows. And I do question if it was, and I mean, I understand that a lot of effort went into this and I don't really understand security on a fundamental sort of how to do it level, like how to build solutions like that. But it seems to me if it was only going to be another five days, maybe just keep quiet about it and release the fix mm-hmm. without, you know, nuking the block. But yeah, as I said, and- it's not really my area and there's probably a lot of issues here I don't really understand. This is a tough call, I think, for anyone there. And I think it all comes down to the possible severity of these fixes, of these vulnerabilities, in terms of what harsh things they might need to do. And WordPress has done some big decisions in the past that were done for security. I don't know even if they knew exactly how big an issue it was or if it was just a small thing. But this was something that we mentioned earlier. William found this when he was researching something for ACF. They found that there was short codes in ACF that had this potential issue. And so mm-hmm. they fixed it. And and then once the fix was out, they they publicly said, hey, we found yeah. this thing. William then found this could affect other things, not just ACF. And I think the point of reference here that we should be looking at is like the day after the ACF announcement was made about the security. So the day after they pushed the fix out, that's when they came out with the vulnerability report. And it was almost immediately that hackers began trying to figure out ways to exploit it. So like it wasn't out there in the wild. And then the next day there was people, uh, WordFence was detecting just people trying to ping, just hitting on the walls, seeing if they can find something. And we don't know if any exploits were actually found, but it did kind of happen that people started trying. So I think what must have happened when they, I'm just guessing here because we don't know exactly what happens, but when they heard about this possibly affecting WordPress core, rather than waiting for hackers to find out and start trying, or maybe they saw that hackers already were trying, they decided to push this very tough decision that deactivated short codes. And they might not have known how long it was going to take, but just looking at what happened with ACF, we do see that even though it wasn't necessarily exploited in the wild, as soon as hackers learned about it, they tried exploiting it. So it's possible that WordPress either saw it in action or just thought that it was about to happen. So they came up with this last minute, let's just turn off short codes. And it only affects even certain types of short codes that were vulnerable. I think if there was some sort of input that a user could generate through your site, I think that was where the cross-site scripting could happen. So it wasn't all, but they just kind of turned it off for all. 
And then five days later, 6.2.2 came out and, you know, they found a way to fix that, that specific issue, hopefully. And yeah, this is bringing up questions about auto updates. In my opinion, this is a, a sign of, even though it broke your site, this is still better than having a vulnerability out there. So having auto update on and having your site accidentally broken is potentially better than having auto update off and having someone hack your site. That that being said, I I don't know how severe this could have been and the team might not have known either. They might have, you know, reacted very heavy-handed because they saw that it could be bad and then in the end maybe it was not as big a deal. I will note actually that there were some reports in the media fairly early on about about mass possible mass exploits. But Patchstack actually updated their article on that mm. to point out that the sample like uh, URL on their article was being used to mass exploit websites. But to quote directly from it, we found that to be unlikely since the XSS can only be triggered by logged in users, mainly administrators, that have access to the advanced custom fields feature. And they go on to say, until this update is published, our monitoring system didn't catch any concrete exploitation attempts on our customers. So... It's not necessarily like the, what, what happened, I think, is that, that the link that they included in their article was being hit by a lot of people just testing it out, but you couldn't actually, unless you were already a logged in ACF administrator on a site, you couldn't actually use that. I appreciate that update. And that's on patchstack.com. You can probably look for advanced custom fields there and find it. We'll try to include the link in the show notes, but that's something I wasn't familiar with. So thank you very much for telling us about that. And no on, on that note, I think we have used up our amount of time for the first part of this word around the campfire. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to pick back up talking about WordPress's 20th anniversary and some more WordPress happenings. So stay tuned for more. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast. I'm your host, Doc, and I'm joined today by Sam Brockway and Mike Davey. We are caption, catching up on WordPress news since the last episode of The Campfire. And so we've got something special happening today. It happens to be the 20th anniversary of WordPress, WP20, as we're recording this episode. Now, you're going to hear this about a week after it comes out. So the 20th anniversary festivities will have come to a close. But 20 years ago, on May 27th, I believe, 2003, Matt Mullenweg and Mike Little launched WordPress version 0.7. And that was a fork of the B3 Cafe blog Mike, I you mentioned you were using WordPress a long time ago. Can you tell us about that? Um, yeah, I had uh, like fairly early on. It would have been probably almost twenty years ago now, if not actually twenty years ago. I had uh, a personal blog or two mm -hmm. that I set up, and you know worked on them a bit and dipped into a bit of the technical side of it, and then pretty much left it alone for almost twenty years. 
until I uh, rejoined the world of WordPress about two years ago when I joined Delicious Brains and then later WP Engine. Wow. If you were using this about 20 years ago, were you like considering using the B2, the cafe blog that they forked from? No, it wasn't. It wasn't because it wasn't, it wouldn't have been quite 20 years ago. Like a friend of mine told me about WordPress um, and he taught me everything I knew about HTML, which isn't much, but that's not his fault. So I actually, I looked into it, uh, you know, because he, he suggested it and he's actually still making a uh, pretty decent living as a web developer here in my hometown. So. And Sam, you were saying that the community had some stuff that they were organizing around WordPress's 20th anniversary. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, the WordPress marketing team put together this thing called hashtag WP20 from blogs to blocks. And it was really just about celebrating the 20 years of WordPress, but also highlighting new modern features and exploring those. And so I thought this was really cool the way that they did it every day for 20 days from the 7th of May. Did I say March earlier? I meant May. The 7th of May until uh, May 27th. There were daily prompts, and each day there were prompts around blogging, developing, designing, photography, and community. So basically any flavor of WordPress that you were interested in or are interested in, you could submit to the prompts. And honestly, it still would be something cool to go back and look at, even if you've already, or if you're listening to this later on. But the whole idea was just to get excitement about WordPress and, and the community and just have everybody come together and build things and practice and learn. And I found it to be a fun way to just get new ideas about how to use WordPress as well as supporting the community along the way and just being excited about the fact that it's been around for 20 years. I was not using WordPress 20 years ago. I think I was 11, but I had a blog at some point and it was on one of those older platforms and eventually I found WordPress and fell in love, but just, you know, not that long ago. But that was a really cool thing that they put together. And I hope that we continue to see those kinds of like challenges and community building activities, because I do think it is an interesting way to learn and practice WordPress, whether you're new or you've been a part of the WordPress space for a long time, just to engage with the community and cultivate your skills. I was talking to Naisha from Master WP. She was taking place in the hashtag WP20 challenge and as a result was blogging daily and posting photos daily. And yep. I think there's quite a few other users who maybe hadn't been maybe giving love to their websites and found it as a fun excuse to team up with other people, kind of like a weblog and share their enthusiasm for something and be creative too. So be sure to check out hashtag WP20 on Twitter, and you can also go to WP20.wordpress.net to see a lot of the recaps and kind of collections and, and all the prompts that were given. And also one final plug, the folks at WP Engine created the WordPress Time Machine, and you can go to WPTimeMachine.WPEngine.com. This is a, just a fun project. They tried to make a WordPress site that looked like WordPress version 0.7. They tried to make it look old, right? A little counter and auto-playing music and site under construction GIF. It's a fun way to show the history of WordPress. Each post on there also corresponds with something that was happening in pop culture as the release of plugins was first made available on WordPress or the release of themes, the, the update that allowed themes, what was happening in pop culture there. So wptimemachine.wpengine.com. Now let's move on to um, talking about some big news with ACF. Mike, you were saying that there's some major stuff happening with the ACF team. Can you tell us about that? 
Well, we do have some uh, new tutorials coming up very soon that I'm really excited about. Um, we're completely revamping the documentation for ACF blocks to bring it in line with uh, with modern block practice and just make it really, really super clear. Um, and actually, uh, Damon Cook from WP Engine has been uh, running some uh, very popular workshops, and I believe a few other members of the uh, team have as well. But one thing I'm also really, really excited about is something that's not available yet. And I'm not quite sure when it will be available, but I do know that it's coming, is that option pages are coming directly into the into ACF's UI. Option pages are already part of ACF Pro, but having to register them with code when you're editing fields really isn't the most convenient workflow. So now it's going to be, uh, well, not now, but in the future, let me make that clear, in the future, it will be added in ACF Pro. You're going to have it on the admin menu and also from the field group editor, and you can create a new options page directly from there. It opens a modal, and um, if you create it in the field group editor, it's already got that field group added. So it's just right there and ready to go. You can also export the local JSON so you can sync between your sites and use version control. And you can export it to PHP if you want, if you want to use it in classic WordPress. So I think that's really, really exciting because just because it does really help with, with workflow. It's bringing to me to sort of stop in the middle, go code, come back. So. Are we going to see this in 6.2? Is that the version you're talking about, Mike? 6.2 is the release it's playing for, yeah. It's nice to see ACF just continuing to move in this direction of like pulling more and more things into the UI, especially as WordPress moves in that direction as well with things like ACF blocks and then bringing obviously like the custom post types and the custom taxonomies to the user interface within ACF. I just think that that's flowing a lot better with the way that people are using WordPress now with less and less code, but still allowing people who want to dive into the code having that flexibility too. Yeah. I mean, ACF is, is very much still a developer's tool. You will get the most out of it if you really, if you know your stuff. So, And we were talking about registering custom post types and taxonomies. Sam, do you want to tell us about the big updates that came in ACF 6.1 in early April? I mean, just the, the fact that you can do that now within ACF and not have to have an additional plugin like CPT UI or, or any of these other plugins to bring that functionality into your website, I think was very well received. And it's been cool. Damon, men or sorry, Mike mentioned that Damon has been putting on some events related to that. And he's on the developer relations team. And there have been headless related events about the custom post types. And it's just cool to see all of these things come together in one tool instead of having to have multiple plugins. I'm kind of a minimalist when it comes to building websites. So the less that I have to actually add to a website, the better. I think that's a great spot for us to take our final break here before we come back and recap some of the upcoming events in the WordPress community. So stay tuned for more. We'll be right back after this break. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast. I'm your host, Doc Pop. I am joined today by Sam Brockway and Mike Davey as we do our Word Around the Campfire edition. And we've talked so far about ACF changes, WordPress's 20th anniversary. We've talked about auto updates and security fixes. And I think we're just going to wrap up by talking about some of the things that are happening in the community. I'll go ahead and say that there's a few WordCamps of note. WordCamp Europe in Athens small little word word camp called WCEU is happening in Athens, June 8th through 10th. 
So that's going to be coming up as you're hearing this. WordCamp Montclair will be the next one that I'm keeping my eye out for. I'm still hoping to go to that. That's June 24th. WordCamp Montclair, New Jersey, I believe. And the WordCamp US is going to be happening at National Harbor, Maryland, August 24th through 26th. And that's going to be a big one. I do have my ticket for that. I got my flight booked. Sam, are you heading out to WordCamp US this year? I will not be going to that one. I will be one month or so post having my third child. So no no traveling for me to any of these upcoming WordCamps. Sam, I know that there are some projects that you're working on organizing. Can you tell us about some of the events that you have planned or that the WP Engine team is, is working on? Yep. So the developer relations team is really all about education and providing just like the latest of what's happening with WP Engine products, as well as things happening in the WordPress space more broadly. And so about every week we host some sort of event typically through Zoom, and then we share the replays on the WPE Builders YouTube channel. And some upcoming ones, I know that we have one about intrinsic design. Brian Gardner is going to be hosting that one. So about like responsiveness and what WordPress can already do. And then we'll be doing some things about headless and e-commerce coming up as well. But I will say that some of the most notable ones most recently have been around ACF. And I was alluding to this before the break. Damon Cook and Liam Gladdy hosted an event about how to create a testimonial block, and they did it four different ways, and one of those ways was with ACF blocks. And then another really interesting one was data modeling in headless WordPress with ACF and WP GraphQL. So again, leveraging all of those new features of ACF and pulling them into these cool use cases that you can then go apply to client projects or your own website. So definitely check out those replays if you haven't yet on the WPE Builders YouTube channel and look forward to other developer-related events coming up soon. I think on that note, we are going to wrap up this episode of the Press This, our Word Around the Campfire edition. I will mention before I close, if you missed it, we did an interview with Joe Hoyle from Human Made last week about AI's place in a WordPress agency. If you're interested in AI and if you're maybe a web developer or have an agency and kind of thinking about what tools to use and what concerns you should have, check that out. Also, we did an interview with Ian Polson a a month ago when ACF 6.1 came out. So if you're looking for a deep dive into the new features in ACF 6.1, check that out as well. And Sam, if people want to follow you online, what's a good place for them to keep track of what you're working on? Yep. For myself, it's hello Sam Munoz on Twitter or WPE Builders on Twitter. That's another place that I share all of that good developer-related content. Right on. And Mike, how can people keep track of what you're writing and what you're working on? I would follow ACF on Twitter, follow Delicious Brains on Twitter, follow WP Engine on Twitter. Um, and I mean, follow me on Twitter at Medium Mike Davey. Right on. Well, thank you both for joining. It's been really great talking with you. And I learned a lot. Thanks for your insight. And thanks to the listeners out there. Thanks for listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. You can follow my adventures on Twitter. You can go to at the Torque Mag to see the articles that we're sharing and see the interviews and the live streams we're doing. Again, that's at the Torque Mag, or you can go to torquemag.io to be able to find those directly as, as well as transcriptions if you need those. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or you can download it directly from wmr.fm. 
Again, I'm your host, Dr. Popular. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love spotlighting members of that community each week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.